Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop DJ, and they told me to talk with that intro and that voice. I am, of course, referring to my co-host for this episode, Ariana. Hi, friends. And welcoming back BTS, aka Behind the Scenes member, Ramen. Hello. Thanks for having me back, guys. And today, we'll be talking about winners every day. Letting you know if these songs are debak or not. Before we dive into that, let's get to our hit replays. Hit replays are songs we recommend you play on repeat for this week. So Ariana, tell me, what's making you hit replay? Well, this week for me, which I've talked about all over Twitter, is Pentagon's Shine. It was, I have to say, I was a periphery fan of Pentagon for a while, ever since they were in Triple H, both We and Edon. Mm -hmm. And I liked some of their songs in the past, but I was kind of bored with the like hip hop dance tracks with them. But this just absolutely nailed it. It showed another side to the group. It's literally, the song is stuck in my head day and night with this like simple instrumental going on. I like the way that they use the vocals to move the song along instead of like random drops, which is awesome. I also just think the whole concept is so cohesive with the video. It's one of those ones where for sure, any single time, like I want to listen to the song, I watch the video. If you come for the rappers, you stay for the vocals. And that was really close for being my hit replay or even our day back or not <laughs> this episode because we loved it it's so such much. A good yeah, Pentagon is super talented. It's funny, I'm getting like the essence of G Dragon and like Hannah in this. And like Pentagon is what would happen if like G Dragon and Hyanna came together and they had baby boys. That's that's Pentagon. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and like awkward, kind of cutesy baby boys. <laughs> yes, right. Very awkward. So what's making you hit replay, Ramen? I'm gonna pick one on one. Again from last week I picked Boomerang. I definitely like their song IPU, I promise you. Um, it's a power ballad with strong vocals, uh, pure pop melody, uh, but it still carries that ballad type of feel, which I like. Typically, ballads make me fall asleep and they're not usually my go-to, but this one is for sure one to remember for new fans of 101 or um, stands from day one. I think IPU is pro- definitely a fan fave. I like this hyper ballad. For me, it definitely is 101 IPU. So yeah, Peter, what's making you hit replay? EXID and their song, (laughs) I hated this song when I first heard it. (laughs) And then I put it on like these really big Bose speakers. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's so good. (laughs) 
because it makes it all the difference. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that you're not listening to Lady if you're listening it to just regular headphones or like okay. desktop speakers. Like you're not listening to the song. You're only okay. listening to the song when you play it in bass-heavy speakers for that real New Jack Swing block party feel. It's like totally gets that block party, like inner city block party that you Mm -hmm. get from the 90s. And not that any of these ladies have any way of relating to that because they're appropriate in some way. But it's still a great song and a great throwback, even for those who may not have grown up in those times. through back so far for me in such a good way yeah i want to make sure to give it a listen because i actually ordered my bose headphones this week yay yeah so definitely will listen to that and now moving on to our day bach or not for winners every day every day So if you haven't seen it yet, what's the quick TLDR to winners every day? Well, we have ladies in swimsuits on a beach and dudes dancing with tropical beats. And that's pretty much it. So, that's pretty much it. That's all you yeah. get from it if you haven't seen it. Um, but that being said, there, there's there's more of a story here. There, there's more of a message. So Raman, I, I know you got a chance to watch our favorite K-pop music video theorist, K-pop junkie, and he had some thoughts on it. So, the song Every Day reminds its listeners of the giddy love you feel when you're infatuated with a special someone from Monday to Sunday. Being with that certain someone every, every day, every day, whether you're feeling the urge to spend time with that special someone, or you feel that hard heartache of seeing them mad. This song signifies that whole whirlwind of emotions that you feel with infatuation. So, K-pop junkie mentions the song is not just late ladies on the beach, more for the fans. As we see throughout the song, there is swimsuits in the color of blue, which is the fan club color for Winner. Yeah, and actually quoting Winner themselves, it quote, doesn't seem like a fan song, but it is a fan song. It's about wanting to be with you guys every day. Yes, and I think obviously while most bands are all about their fans, very specifically they have shown how much they love their fans. There was actually a making of video that came out before they actually dropped the Everyday video and in it, as Hootie was like looking out on the beach next to Minnow, he says if he owned that house, he would let their fans stay with them there for free. And I thought that was so cute. (laughs) So they really, this is really for their fans and about their fans. So so what you're saying is their fans are a bunch of ladies in swimsuits in blue <laughs> yeah, um, on a beach. Yeah, very sexy ladies in bathing suits. Yeah, that's all the fans hey. are. <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching this, I really thought quite a bit about all the American hip hop videos in the 90s and early 2000s. And so I started to like make a list of the ones that like I actually Googled like girls in swimsuits hip-hop videos don't do that it's the wrong thing to do (laughs) not safe for work yeah not safe for work so i definitely (laughs) did just like uh beach videos hip-hop um and so there were some ones that i really wanted to point out uh big pimpin by jay-z 
Shake a Tail Feather by P. Diddy and Nelly, which I forgot that existed, and I'm so glad I refound it. <laughs> There's the Down For You Jaw Rule and Ashanti. And then my favorite is the one that I actually like came up with this idea from. It reminded me so much of last year, I'm the one, mm-hmm. the one that DJ Khaled produced. Like, even yeah. though it's a newer song, it still had that like girls in bikinis around a pool yeah. vibe. Another one. Yeah. Another DJ one. DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah. That's like, it was just basically like a weird throwback that they did. And I think it's like definitely crossed over into what Winter was doing. Yeah. I definitely want to echo on that. A lot of past hip hop vibes coming in and I was just waiting for a helicopter to come in because I was I remember a lot of hip-hop videos back with Mariah Carey with the beach and helicopter I was just waiting on that but no helicopter unfortunately yeah no helicopter I have to say that my thing about this um concept was I was very simple I want to highlight that I was really happy to finally see We kind of started to see it really, really, but they they are using a lot of both racially and body type wise diverse Mm -hmm. dancers. And I'm really enjoying that. Um, It's I'm not exactly the hugest fan of how they're being used, but I think if like in focusing on the positivity, I I think it's a big deal to see like specifically in Korea to have their Mm -hmm. K-pop Korean fashion community idol Minnow dancing next to a thick booty girl like yeah i want i was so yeah. happy to see that like when she came on the screen i went yes like i was so <laughs> totally. ready for it and so i yeah. i in focusing on the positivity i was okay with that and that really stood out to me about winners really really as well like that was the first time that i was like oh snap we've got like other girls who aren't korean girls dancing in a k-pop music video and it's so great to see them again here But in this case, with Really Really, it felt like they were kind of dancing together. In this music video, it kind of feels like the girls are dancing more on the boys rather Mm. than the other way around, if you get that sense. Yeah, this one seemed, I know we're going to get into the choreo more, like a little bit later, but for me, their choreo was basically the boys dancing alone or standing there while girls dance around them. Yeah. That was kind of the feeling, and and it it was a, oh. Little, it, did, it didn't feel as cohesive in that way, and it felt a little bit weird with the girls for that reason. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it felt like these ladies were just a backdrop. I mean, yeah. even though mm-hmm. they were outshining the boys like in their dancing ability, yeah. they were a prop mm-hmm. rather than a feature. Ironically, for the message of the song about being for the fans, I'm not sure the fans would enjoy being one of these ladies because they're kind of like objectified. And yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like in so many rap videos, you've got girls as an object and being used as status symbol, right? Because like, mm-hmm. look at my beach house. Look at all these like, you know, sexy babes I've got, you know, hanging out with me all the time. And we've recreated that like hip hop music or rap music video here with Winner being like major players in their own beach house with Ladies on the walls, mm-hmm. in the pool, mm-hmm. on the beach, probably hidden yeah. in the closets, <laughs> underneath the floorboards, <laughs> in their beds, probably everywhere. I mean, these underneath. poor boys must be so overwhelmed well, you can, with all these yeah, girls. You can see that with Jinwoo, who literally looks like <laughs> yeah, he's afraid of exactly. all of them. Like, there's that, that part on the beach where he's the girl's laying there and he, like, doesn't know what to do no. with her. And no. I just, like, yeah, it seems like, specifically for him, it seems like the other ones seem to be handling it a little bit better than him. But, yeah, they seemed a little bit overwhelmed by so many ladies. There were no other guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of the times they're, like, just 
chilling out and it seems like they're like disinterested like mm-hmm. they're either pissed or when they're dancing with the guys that's when they get to flirty but that that mixing between their two states of being doesn't seem like they have a whole lot of multi-dimensionality mm-hmm. to the character and i think to that point this could have been a more compelling fan video or just music video in general if it was more plot driven with the ladies yeah. right so if the if the girls were more multi-dimensional or were a singular love interest mm-hmm. um or it just had you know more connection to the boys because a lot of times like it just seemed like they weren't actually connecting mm-hmm. it was a rare instance where they actually held any level of eye contact yeah you've got this house full of ladies and the ladies aren't even talking to each other yeah just kind of standing around <laughs> kind of just eyeing there's, the camera there's that scene where they're sitting all on the beach chairs and the boys are in suits and the girls are just lying there and nothing's mm-hmm. happening like you're right, right about it's it's very much like they're props and there's no interaction other than yeah. to serve what the boys are doing pretty much so again i love the multi-ethnic different types of body types that we see in this but it's just they're just so objectified whereas in real really really right i mean same almost the same cast of of ladies Mm -hmm. um but in that case they weren't being used as a prop as much as they were like dance partners yeah i I think that's the key difference Mm -hmm. that i'm seeing between really really and this song every day yeah and i want to get into a quick discussion about the fashion choices here yes i say this about winner and their performances on shows and and just seeing in some of their videos like they somehow range in fashion of being just like the highest peak of high fashion to being just out of control messy Mm -hmm. like there is the opening outfits where minnows in the burberry i want that robe that burberry robe but like that that whole scene is pretty tolerable like normal fashion the minute they get out to dancing by the pool i don't know what happened because like it's all over the place it's like i had to go through hoonies and like some weird thing where like the sleeve is on his back yeah yeah it's so weird it's a plaid shirt it's a plaid shirt and like he has a sleeve on, but mm-hmm. the other sleeve is on his back. And I think it's sewed there. And then Minnow's in like a weird, <laughs> yeah. like, has a scarf around his body. It's just all over the place. The only one kind of dr- dressed like a human. Yeah. Gen- well, and so then, the, then they get into the suits. And I'm like, 100% yeah. here for the suits. I'm really into Jinwoo's bolo tie choice. Everything is great, but they're on the damn beach. Like, yeah. you cannot... You, I don't get it. But, and also, I just, even before I get into suits on the beach, I, I just want to put a PSA, like, no more box braids and cornrows. <laughs> it's out of hand. No and I, like, I figured at some point they would have learned that this is not okay anymore. I, and the thing is, is that it's like, it's not that it looks horrible. It's just so inappropriate. Agreed. Yeah. And then again, you know, you, the, by the end, they're basically all dancing on the beach in their suits. And I just kept thinking, like, how are you dancing on the beach in suits right now? How are you dancing? It's well, crazy. Well, because it keeps them cool, Ariana. Like, oh, they, they suffer for fashion. <laughs> Says every girl in a pair of heels. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. A slight tangent here, but, like, maybe just a quick background. Like, why is it not cool? This is a whole, like, another can of worms. But, like, why is it not cool to do, like, brazen corn- cornrows? Well, like, why should win or not? We have a lot of issues with cultural appropriation in yeah, general. I, I do understand that it's something that might not translate in Korea. Mm-hmm. However, this is an international company. Like, YG had Big Bang. 
and mm-hmm. Big Bang has gone through this where they've had to learn what is and isn't appropriate. Right. And you've seen a lot of bands adjust based on that. I think the best, I mean, obviously I'm always going to talk about them, but the best example is BTS who came out in very cultural appropriation choices and have walked back a lot from that. It's not that it isn't across the board. Like I do think in particular this is a trend that is across every company. But I do think that particularly YG, it's always shocking to me when they decide to do that. It's funny because Simon and Martina, they had this one K-pop music video Monday. Uh-huh. This is an old video. But mm-hmm. they, they're they like, they had this guy who's from the hood and he goes to Korea. He's like, yo, like, I'm looking for the hood. Like, you know, where's the hood at? And like, yeah. this person's like, hoodie? Like, what? what? What do you mean? Like, like, they have no sense of like, where the you know gangst quote unquote gangsters hang out or like yeah. where the hood is because they they just don't have that in Seoul Korea and so for them to try to take on that without understanding where it's coming from it, it just doesn't seem appropriate and like YG is so bad for continuing to perpetrate this and it's like in this case yeah. they're just trying to recreate that rap video without really understanding yeah you know the background behind and it why goes, those it really does the, the choice of the braids really does go with the video of the same kind of cultural appropriation with it in a lot of ways because this was this type of video really is very specific to like a very specific type of hip-hop that was going on in a very specific era i think it's kind of crossing back over now but it is it's just very interesting to me particularly that yg does it there's like always been a lot of issues with other bands doing this but it's this is particularly the company that I was like, why are you the one still doing it? Because I I respect this company a lot more than the other ones for their international appeal. You know? So I do wonder about that quite Speaking a bit. Speaking of dancing in suits on the beach, possibly this choreo is one of winter's toughest dances. The dance of the song follows quick isolations, wave type arm movements, and the viral dance moves that's occurring right now with many, many, many songs in the US called the shoot dance. And we see that happening with the chorus of the song with all the members jumping with their arms. And I, I really was actually laughing when I saw this as it reminded me a lot of the viral videos that are going on with like Drake's God plan. But yeah, definitely this choreo out of like really, really in like the past um, dances that Winter has done. It's been, I think, more on the tougher side. It's very quick. It's very a lot of movement, a lot of jumping. It's definitely catching that Western trend of like the shoot dance. Everyone's doing it. It's super viral. I do find it wasn't as like original with like the different dances that they've done in the past. Yeah. Well, what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, the shoot dance is basically like we were, I think in the K-pop chat that we had earlier this week, they were said it's like the new dab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, It's literally being used by everybody. It's in the Shine music video. It's part of their main choreography. It's in yeah. Monster X's new song. It's in, I can't even remember. There's like a whole list. And unfortunately, it seemed, I don't think they're going to be the last to do it, but they're just the last of this wave. I, I agree. I think it's like definitely a move forward for them, but I, I don't necessarily know if I would say like this is difficult. Yeah. I I will point that in the making of video they also talked about how they actually did meet with like these international choreographers mm-hmm. and they were like practicing all the time and making sure that they got it right. So I think I'd give them a lot of benefit of the doubt because this is not what they normally do, but it is it is really just meme dancing. It's a lot of memes put together. Yeah. You know, you're right, it kind of just like jumps on the trend a little bit. For sure. And I'll think about like a lot of the trends that's happening right now. If it's like meme worthy, I think it's everyone's jumping on that bandwagon. And I feel unfortunately like I I felt like it was sold better by other bands. 
if that makes yeah. sense. Particularly, I'm going to say it again, Pentagon Shine. It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Pentagon <laughs> even had moments where in Pentagon's own song, they had very similar choreography. Yeah. Yeah. I think it didn't seem as forced, do you think? Well, so the, the, thing, the thing I think about why it works with Pentagon is one, they're a dance-based group. So mm-hmm. it makes it like they sell, sold it a little better, but also because they weren't trying to be cool with it. They were making fun of it, not making fun, but they're supposed to be dorks in the video. It's a lot of like backpack kid and like being awkward. Mm-hmm. And so it mm-hmm. fit the concept. Whereas this was, it's supposed to be cool and on a beach. So yeah. it's it, it not. It feels a little less genuine to who yeah. the actual performers are right like yeah. I think Pentagon them being nerdy and goofing off and being excellent dancers in the process is actually closer to who they really are and yeah. can better represent that with winter here I think they're they're pushing the ballot just a little bit in traditional YG fashion yeah exactly typical YG typical YG and I mean of these dancers like again our winter boys I think you know they did it and they did it well yeah. but it's the ladies that totally oh, outshined them so good I, I mean like yeah. when whenever they were dancing together like yeah. I wasn't okay and I'm a guy right so okay so adding that caveat but whenever they were together, I was always watching the girls. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because like the girls were like, they were way more animated. Maybe they're showing more skin because they can have skin light in daylight and they're, you know, they're not K-pop stars and yeah. they can get a tan. So like that, I just really liked. And it was, mm-hmm. if I just had a music video of those ladies dancing, like, <laughs> and winners singing on top of it, that would be okay yeah. by me. I would have been, I would have watched that video for sure. Like, just like a making of, of them, of the girls just dancing the whole thing. Dancing? Oh, it's like the Justin yeah. Bieber uh, comeback. Oh, yeah, with Paris. Yeah, with Paris dancing. I would, I would have watched that video. Another question for you both. Serious question here. Yeah. Did the music make up for the choreography? Uh, no, definitely no. not. Yeah. So no, no, no redeeming quality here. Well, <laughs> Well, tell me what you thought of the uh, the, uh, the song itself, Ron. Yeah, so every day is autotune heavy. Uh, also, the audio falls a westernized kind of trap genre. It's pretty consistent to what many of us may hear in the States today. And I was kind of hoping for it to be a little bit different, um, as Winner did really, really <laughs> well with Really Really, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, the audio or just the audio overall is definitely heavy on the side of autotune instrumental and vocals yeah so in the making of they also talk I've I've clearly like just been watching this video over and over again he uni refers to this style as tune hip-hop and I think he meant auto-tune but he called it tune hip-hop and that and he mentioned that it's trending and I thought to myself oh dear god please don't let that be the case um I I think Drake is doing that right now I think that's what Drake has been doing for several years because he's trying to sing and that's what rappers do when they like are learning how to sing is they use that lot of auto-tune at first um i just don't understand why are you using auto-tune on your incredibly talented singers because jinwoo and yuni have incredibly good voices and i don't understand why that's being like completely thrashed especially Mm -hmm. in the chorus where like it gives them their chance to shine i i kept thinking like i really hope that this is just their trend and it like doesn't take off in k-pop at all mm-hmm. and more importantly for me I, I asked this question about several bands now of the choice of release song because in this situation it's just so similar to what they have been releasing mm-hmm. for like the last few comebacks you could even say like it's similar to really really in that it's tropical house and tropical house in so many ways so like i was really taken aback why they didn't choose another song particularly my favorite song on the album was called hello i do not know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it 
in Korean, and Nip I apologize. Seo. Thank yeah. you. And that was actually mm-hmm. Matt's one of his re- hit replays uh, a while yeah. back, and and that's yeah a different style. Yeah, it's just a, I I feel like it's a better like it's a better style for me in general. I do think that they are also just trying to find themselves since they lost their mm-hmm. four, their fifth member, and I think yeah. this is another step that they took I don't necessarily I think they should I I think my thing is is I really want them to succeed I want winner to win and so I want Mm -hmm. them to do something different and not the exact same thing over and over again same here as we heard from winner they've done tropical house well in the past from really really island love me love me those are very strong tropical house songs and they nailed it like those Mm -hmm. were our hit replays they made it in our you know, to our top 2017 countdown. This, like, it it doesn't, it captures the essence of that, but not in the best presentation in this yeah. case here. When we hear tune hip-hop, funny <laughs> 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 Nuni, I think it can be done for a very deliberate stylistic effect. So, in my yeah. mind, the most obvious comparison is listening to T-Pain. Yeah. And, you know, we always think of him as turning that auto-tune all the way like you've got the knob on your computer where you adjust like how strong you want the auto-tune effect or like aka how wet or heavy you want it Mm -hmm. and he turns it all the way up like to the maximum effect and he does that because he's just trying to create a very unique tune and with with t-pain he can sing quite cleanly and beautifully without auto-tune does it because it's for that hip hop beat and we don't have that hip hop beat in this song and that's mm-hmm. why it feels to me like it's a mixed metaphor it doesn't quite work still that tropical beat in yeah there, but it's, I, it's maybe that's it yes. it just isn't quite there with the tropical beat it's there's something mm. missing I think it's also because they maybe it's not, it's in a tropical beat and they also don't lean into it hard enough they almost if it's like T-Pain's a 10 they're at like a 6 or 7 mm-hmm. but yeah I do agree like T-Pain has 
a great voice and it's like a choice to do this. And I, I think that's similar with Wonder. Like they have good voices. It was just a weird choice for the type of song that they chose. I was actually looking forward to something different. Like yeah, with his auto tune, it's just, it's just yeah. not original. It's a throwback that I didn't want to be thrown back to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. It wanted that comeback, but the throwback came with it too. It's that time, y'all. Time to give our final scores. So we're going to give our scores for the concept, one being lowest, five being highest. So how would you rate the song? Ariana? Oh. For concept. Okay, for concept, I'm going to probably give this a low score. I'm going to preface it by just quickly saying that it's mostly because I did not like this concept when it was done in the early aughts. Even though there are some great songs that came out of it, I never need to see those videos again. Mm. So I am going to give it a two. Oh, two. Sorry. Ramen, how about you? For me, I generally am the type to give high scores. But for me... um, yeah, this is probably like one of the lowest I ever gave on the show. For me, it's a three. And that's not a um, I think <laughs> It is for Ramen. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> it is for me, okay? It is for me. Concept, like, I felt they had that beach thing going on, but I didn't want it as much as I would like to have seen it, like with a lot of what Winner has done in the past with Island and Love Me, Love Me. Like, they do it well, like, reminding us of that tropical stuff, but the concept with the swimsuits and, like, the whole fan and love feeling, I didn't feel it very genuine. And that could be also maybe the factor of, like, the music, but I think it didn't mesh well with the concept. How about you, Pilo? Well, I totally like that they're trying to harp on that blue theme and use that as a message to be like, this is a song for us wanting to be with you every day but it does the rap music video poorly it lacks you know that that the cultural context and it doesn't go beyond something that they could have honestly delivered like they could have given me something a lot more thoughtful they could have done the better got seven fan video instead i just got insulting objectified use of women <laughs> so 2.5 for me right in the middle all right let's move on to audio Ariana, what would you give the score for audio? Okay, so, um, yeah, lots of lots of weird (laughs) feelings. So, I definitely probably like the song more than the video, but not by much. I I think the point five was taken away for the sexual objectification of women. Mm -hmm. So, for the audio, I'm going to go with a two point five. I do think that I wouldn't skip this song Mm -hmm. every time, but I'm probably going to skip it the minute the auto-tune starts. So we'll see. How about you, Ramen? Yeah, for me too, I I give it a 2.5. I think it's mainly for the auto-tune. I was Mm. actually looking forward to more of the vocal parts, especially with Jin Woo and Yuni. But their vocals were kind of just spread throughout the song, and it was more tune hip-hop style. Definitely (laughs) 2.5. What about you, Pilo? (sighs) Um, (laughs) I feel like it might be lower than all of us I think it's like not even on the scale lower Yeah. (laughs) how Pilo has never been this disappointed I've been listening to this song 
for the past week mm. and I forget it every single time. You don't remember every day? No, I I played it every day, but I forget that I played oh. it every day. Oh, I yeah. play it and get shine stuck in my head. <laughs> but the thing is, like, auto tune can be used well, as T Pain yes. has shown us, yes. but it is not used well here. Yep. So I give this song the first ever lowest rating ever for me a 1.8. Oh, whoa. Now, I'm not surprised by that choice, but wow. So, guys, taking all of that into account the concept, the choreography, the message, the song itself, the audio is this song. Daybok or not? I mean, just no. No, definitely not. No, no, no it's just not. Yeah. No. Not not for me as yeah. well. Yeah. So this is the first ever K-pop cast episode where yeah. we've universally yeah. said not. And I, I almost feel guilty for yeah, reviewing this song on the K-pop cast. If we're all just going to insult it. Yeah. But no, my hope... I, yeah, I have seen a lot of people say the same thing, at least. Mm-hmm. My hope, however, mm-hmm. is that at least we're adding something to the K-pop discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We've shown in our discussion here today that we liked Winner for a number of different concepts, yep. for a number of different sounds, mm-hmm. and for their ability in different ways. Yeah. But in this case, the dice and the permutation of their skill set and what is being shown just didn't pan out. So yep. that's why we've got to slap them on the back of their hands this time yep. and say that this is not Dave. But I love you, Winner. Just pick a different song next time. Okay. And so, Winner fans, just take that grain of salt, you know, as you listen to this episode. Be, I, I see you. I see you. You're, I see you going to the iTunes right now and giving us like a one star review. <laughs> yeah. I know you're doing that. <laughs> But we've got to stay true to our mission and, and maintain our like journalistic integrity here and, and, and call it out for what it is. Yeah, and the album is very good. I like the album. I thought we would move on to something that is new for the K-pop cast, and hopefully we can do this really quickly and short, but mm-hmm. k Entertainment has this thing where they do K-pop charts every week. It's like essentially like Ooh. the top 40 of Billboard for K-pop, except on YouTube. So, coming in on number five on the k Entertainment top K-pop charts was NCTU's Baos at number five. Oh. Still there. Can you guess what came in at number four? Mm, is it a one-on-one song? No. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Exit. Yeah, Exit. Yeah. Exit. So nice. no, uh, you are both wrong. It no. was Icon oh. <laughs> in their song "Love Sanrio" or "Love Sanrio." Oh, no way! Yeah. Still, oh, wow. "Love Sanrio." Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and some background on this: like these charts are are voter submitted, right? Voter. So it's not okay, always I mean, like yeah. the latest thing because yeah. it's whoever's voting on it the most that week. I mean, they've been winning for several weeks. I'm not surprised by that yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. Right, They're right. killing it. Okay. You want me to give you the answer for number three? Yes, please. Okay, yes. so yes. I I really like this choice, but it's Red Velvets and their song, Bad Boy. <gasps> oh, oh, Bad God, Boy. I love that song. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. So, okay. 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 And I'm going to reveal number one and number two here, but you guys tell me what okay. came in at number one. Okay? So between okay. these top okay. two, tell me who you think is number one. So, was it Mama Moo and their song Ooh. Starry Night? Or Got Seven Ooh. and their song Look? Oh. Uh, I think Got Seven. I'm going to go with Mama Moo. Final answer? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'm gonna say Actually, Mama Moo because it's not Got Seven. <laughs> I lo- I loved. I remember. I have grown to love Got Seven, and I love that song. But I think it might be Mama Moo. They might be the surprise. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Got Seven just to see, just okay. to see if that was right. All right. Or not. Well, Raman, I know you thought Mama Moo Starry Night was not Daybok, but the Kville voters thought it was Hella oh. Daybok, and it came in at oh, number shit. one. Yeah! Oh, snap! I got it. <laughs> I've been wronged. <laughs> Okay. Right, well, I hope right. you enjoyed that segment. I think we're going to try to keep doing that week yeah, to week. Just we a quick recap. That's fun. So closing up on listener feedback from our last episode, Ricky Woodson, of course, left us a comment. Yeah. Last episode, we did it on Stray Kids District 9, and Ricky concurred with Supermatic saying, quote, Yeah, I don't see what's special or different about this. Like Homie said, I can see so many other groups doing the same kind of song. I don't do the loud or the rock. I've only heard clips of it, and I'm like, no, turn off, hurting my ears. Save me, Hwasa. Because Stephanie's hit replay was uh, Hwasa's relax song. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that, Ricky. Yeah. Really appreciate it. I always appreciate it. Don't forget to leave your comments on our SoundCloud or, you know, however else you want to get in touch with us. But SoundCloud's a great place. Another great place to engage with us is our weekly K-pop Twitter chats held Tuesday at hashtag K-pop chat at noon. Pacific time, led by Supermatic. So we have a couple notable tweets that we just want to spotlight from that Twitter chat. Yeah, so we actually did have a discussion about Winter a little bit and how they've channeled Tropical House on this one, and we wanted to talk a little bit about upcoming trends in K-pop, and we had a lot of really awesome responses about this, but my favorite had to be what Will said, who said, Garage is creeping in slowly. We saw Queen Boa channel those vibes and Chunga. I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes the 2018 equivalent of Tropical yes, House. Yes, I think what Will said is onto something here. I think he's... Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, like, what Will said, he's been, like, a veteran of, like, all the K-pop podcasts. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. a frequent, like, you know, uh, commenter on a lot of them. And I, I think what I've seen on um, what Will has said is uh, tends to be correct and very perceptive. Yes. Another really fun trend that we talked about that I was super excited about was about K-pop mullets. And you know how I feel about JB's mullet. I will always be there for it. Our friends had asked me about K-pop, which is another awesome podcast. I love those sassy K-pop. ladies. So sassy. Said, I actually don't mind Chen's mullet because Chen just came out with his mullet, which was beautiful. My co-host is literally devastated, though. And I didn't hate Got7 JB's either, but I'm worried they will get longer and worse. Saw from account and SK that they are catching on with regular folks in Seoul, and I'm worried. And I am too, because even really beautiful people can't pull off that mullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AKA G Dragon. <laughs> I never need to see that one again. I know, it was too long. You gotta go nice and short and crop. So, for better or worse, you can join us on our K pop chat and you'll see gifts mm-hmm. of K pop mullets. Yeah. Um, that's the best place to see that. Yes, or, or you can see the conversation in a different direction. Again, that's Tuesdays <laughs> at noon Pacific time at hashtag K-pop chat. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. So signing off, let our listeners know where they can find you online and answer the question. What has been the best use of heavy autotune in K-pop? Has it been Ring Ding Dong by Shiny, 21 Follow Me, Exolato, many other examples? What is your answer, Ariana? 
You can reach me at Ariana underscore Y underscore con on Twitter. And I'm going to have to go with the subtlety of Exo's Lotto. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my type of auto-tune. So for my choice, uh, you guys can also follow me at Bola Ramen on my Instagram. And for my choice, I have to pick 21. Try to follow me. That's one of my favorite groups of all time. So, yeah, definitely that song. Follow me at DJ. Peter Lowe on Twitter and the best use of heavy autotune in K-pop and I can't believe you guys didn't get this is capital B with a lowercase g and a capital A Dong day, and that is the best use of autotune yeah. don't forget to tell us your answer to this week's question just by tweeting at us at the K-popcast and we'll catch you all again next week alright see you guys later you say you that with like songs from like JYP's uh, his booty song I forget mm-hmm. what it's called but like the girls in that is like ain't got no booty there were no booties yes no booty the only booty I ever see in K-pop is Jessie's and she's not <laughs> K-pop she's K-hip-hop so like yeah I remember other like booties I remember <laughs> If you can't oh, remember. another song by Hello Venus. Oh, yes. Oh, Hello Venus. Yes, you're right. Yeah. 